Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 25, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket, but in particular, I have a schematic. I really have two specific schematics in mind over the next few days. One is of the normal garden variety, and the other is the, oh shit, here it comes. We'll get to all that in a few moments. First, let's assess what's going on in the daily chart. We'll talk a little bit about what that horizontal line is at 427.75. Kind of looks around the same vicinity of low of day. You know what comes next. We'll talk about it later. Let's do the big picture stuff. So the market sold off. We already know all that. It came into and even spiked through the zone we discussed in the weekend video, but now they're back above that zone. That's a really important zone for the Bulls to play defense. Why is that? Well, we talked about it in the weekend video. I'll do it real quick. They came down here and found a low. They tried to rally and failed, spent five days playing defense around that low they just made, And they took off, and they never looked back. So the market came back to this spot where they spent basically a trading week playing defense before deciding to go very, very strong and high in the northern direction. Here they are running a test of that essentially breakout area. Funny how that works again and again and again. So yesterday, the market comes in and it runs a full-on test of that area, spikes it through, reverses, closes near the high of day. That's a reversal on very good and solid volume. So the concept is, and this is of the normal garden variety, the concept is there's going to be more of a rally out of a low like that. That's item number one. They're still below all the moving averages, so as we know, the trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. By the way, she threw the shit out the window. Really haven't mentioned that over the last several days. Your shit is scattered all over the lawn. In keeping with this concept, if that low is any good, at least for a reasonable bounce, a reasonable rally, then they'll have to use Kabuki Theater which culminates tomorrow with the Fed announcement, the press conference, the whole routine, we all know about it. They'll have to use Kabuki Theater as the excuse slash spark to get some more momentum going on the upside. If they do, they'll try and recapture the 200 period moving average over 442. And from there, inside the number members will have targets on the upside if they're doing the northern track deal. In concert with that concept, and again, this is of the normal garden variety. What did they do? They came down pretty much on time. They put in a reversal candle. Today, they did the next thing they normally do under garden variety market conditions. They don't always do it, but it is of the norm variety. They ran a retracement of yesterday's tail candle. About halfway down, give or take. They rallied back, they closed down on the day, but they closed well above the lows. That's not necessarily a terrible day for the bull case. All this stuff is found in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. 
There's a module on retracements. There's a module on signs and signal of a trend change. There's an entire foundation of how we use time. And as we know, time is more important than price. How do we know that? Because the market proves it back to us over and over and over again. The market is the arbiter. Price is the arbiter. The market is the arbiter. All that stuff is of the normal garden variety. Now, let's take the B case and say, well, what happens if? What happens if they decide to kill the market, whether it's on the Fed announcement, after the Fed announcement? What happens if? Well, there's a couple of things. So we're going to use yesterday's low as the bogey. That low happens to be 420.76. If they get below, and I'm here to tell you, if they get below, there's a increasing probability, we'll call it, that they're going to break the rubber band. What does that mean? Well, if you stretch a rubber band, you have one end in one hand and the other end in the other hand, and you stretch it and stretch it and stretch it, You can only go so far until one of two things has to happen. Either it's going to break or you let go and it has to snap back. If the market gets below yesterday's low, we're going to say the door is open for the rubber band to break. Now, there are support levels underneath and inside the number members will have them if that is taking place. But here's what we'll talk about in this video. There was a shenanigans tail candle put on the chart and disappeared off the chart today. Now, we can't really do anything directly with this information, but it becomes an awareness. So for example, when we see these shenanigan tail candles, whether they're up north or down south, and the market seems to be headed in that direction, maybe in a hurry, maybe with a purpose, well, we know where the bottom of that tail candle was, and therefore, it can become. Not 100% of the time, but it can become a target. Where was this said tail candle? The shenanigans tail candle. You're not going to believe this. We've got to move over to the weekly chart, and it's a 365, 364. I think the actual low was in the 364s. We'll call it 365 for argument's sake. Guess what? We have no idea if, we have no idea when. It's information that the chart reported to us. I'm reporting it to you. Some of you saw it. You sent me an email about it. Here it is. That's my story. Normal garden variety is they're going to try and bounce the tape some more. The plan B on the other side is getting below yesterday's low opens the door that the awareness is in fact on the table because We're in the rubber band breaking type of situation below yesterday's low. That's the scenario. What about inside the numbers? Today, we're not going to circle back to stocks on the move because nothing on the board hit its actual target price. That's rare, but it does happen, so we just move on. However, there's something for everybody. We had some interesting developments from an SPY perspective in the notes. Let's run through them. It's Turnaround Tuesday. At zero dark 30, they're doing the retracement thing. We talked about that already. A lot of points were traveled yesterday, and a lot of pies in the face were issued. We didn't talk about that yesterday, but we should have. Can you imagine the amount of traders that shorted the market yesterday morning and found themselves with a conveyor belt full of pies in the face by the afternoon? Happens all the time. 
expect continued wide swings in both directions. What happened today? Wide swings in both directions. The numbers unfold like such. 432 is the main spot. Now remember, this is zero dark 30. 432 is the main spot. Here's a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 432 is the upper horizontal line. Was 432 important or not? I would say it was. And by the way, look at the top of the screen. Look where price is right now around 432 while I make this video after the close in the aftermarket trading environment. 432. It pays to know your numbers. The bulls need to keep price above. Opening below or getting below on candle closes, at least 10 and 15 minute ones, opens the door to run a test of 427.75. Back to the chart, 427.75. Now you see why that line was there. This is still at zero dark 30 in the morning. You can read the rest of the notes for yourself. I'm going to scroll up. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the charts to double-check the work. I'm going to highlight a couple of important things, and then traders that are interested in inside the numbers that are active during the trading day, they can look further, and I encourage them to give it a shot if they haven't already. There's valuable information here each and every day. That's the goal. The goal is for you to make money, period. 951, closing candles below 430.25, opens the door for a test of 427.75, give or take. You know what happened, but you see it repeated here. This is no joke. Getting back above that same number is necessary for the bull case. We have two pivots, 427.75, 430.25. Go back to the charts, double check the work, see what happened. Above 430 and a quarter, the door opens for that famous 432 from this morning. By the way, you'll see what happens later with 432. Like getting above and closing candles above opens the door for 435 and a quarter, give or take. Now you'll see it didn't happen right away, and the numbers don't get less important later on, the ones that haven't been tested. So 435.25 is unfinished business. And what are they doing? They're eating time off the clock. If they get above 432 and stay there, we'll likely see a rally slash short squeeze higher later, maybe into tomorrow. To where? At least 435.25, which is unfinished business. No change. Staying above 432 is the ticket. 435 and higher still on the table. And at 147, I post, there's your 435.25. Funny how that works. Another know when to fold them type of day. They can go higher, but this marks the end of the move I was expecting, and therefore any trader who was long should be out or at least out of most. See you later. There's your 435.25. They did go a lot higher. I couldn't see that from the work that I do. Any trader that held on to what we call a trailer was paid accordingly. Look what happened when they got back to that number. It stopped the market from falling until it didn't. And that marked a very successful day, not only for Inside the Number members, but also Inside the Number live room members. Jordan was in that trade. In fact, he was in a trade earlier that members in the room were in. They made money. It's working. That's the plan.
Anything to report over from Camp IWM? It's really in the same position that we discussed in terms of the SPY. For example, that shenanigans tail candle in the SPY, if they're going to actually head down to that area, if, it's a big if, but if they do, and by the way, when I say if, I mean sooner than later. It's not really an if, it's a matter of when. I do believe that this is only phase one of a longer term correction that just began. Remember, the market's job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible, a la the pies in the face for the folks that short the market in the hole at the open yesterday. Conversely, under normal garden variety conditions, the market's going to try and suck as many traders as they can into the long side over the next several days if, in fact, that low from yesterday sticks. It's not going to be the end of the correction. They will tell you that. But that's not going to be the case. So if, in fact, the S&P 500 and Dow and Qs are bouncing higher, then the IWM will be bouncing higher. On the flip side, if they're selling off, they're all going to sell off. Rising tide lifts all boats, and it has the opposite effect as well. Same routine in the Qs. No different story, same story. The Qs is in a different position, by the way. They're farther away from even recapturing the last moving average in the line of four in my chart, it's the 200 period moving average all the way up at 365. That's a tall order. However, if they start getting above yesterday's high, the door begins to open for another short squeeze higher. Remember, the market's always going to look like it's not going to do the thing that it's ultimately going to do next. Folks down at the transportation department, same routine, give up yesterday's low, and there's a whole nother thing going on in the southern direction. If they do that, we'll find them at 14350 or lower in short order. Put that on a sticky note. How about the financials? Remember this one. Here we are above yesterday's high. Yesterday's closing price, 3831 3847 Sold off a little bit after market. However, remember, without the financials really collapsing back down, it's unlikely the rest of the market is going to collapse back down. Now, granted, we have Kabuki Theater. Obviously, Kabuki Theater and interest rates slash bond market slash stock market slash precious, slash precious metals market and all of the above around the horn are susceptible to whip around during Kabuki Theater. Make sure you get your tickets, restrooms to the right, snacks to the left. And then, of course, we have Smash Mouth. Very difficult position Smash Mouth is in. It's in much of the same as other markets, only look at the moves that Smash Mouth is getting. Down 4% today, almost $12. You have an unfinished business slash gap down here, right around 253. They're going to fill it. It's just a matter of when. The markets are going to trade together, especially around Kabuki Theater. If they're going to give everything a goose operation, everything's going up together. If they're going to kill the tape, everything's going down together. That's just the way it's going to be. I want to say a special thanks to the folks that have tried the Inside the Numbers live room. I have to say, it seems to be working out very well. Both Jordan and I are very pleased. The results seem to be great. The feedback is great. We're going to keep it rather small. That's the design. Bigger than it is, smaller than a bread box. The goal is to make money, period, full stop. And with that, we're going to pull the ripcord here today, but not before telling you that I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. 
I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.